We're all gathered here today to listen to a dwarf cast by Ganymede and Titan. Start the tape, please, Holly. Awoga, this is a dwarf cast. Hello and welcome to the Nottingham Crown Plaza for the Dimension Jump 21 Dwarfcast Special brought to you by Ganymede and Titan. I'm Ian Symes and I'm in a hotel room with lots of tired people. Uh, and they include Dave. Hi. Cy. Hi. Joe. Hello. Shelley. Hello. Stephen. Hello. Andy. Hello. Hendo. Yo. And Pete. Hello. Oh. Peter, Peter. Whichever. Pete, yeah. Pete part one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll get well, on to people. I wouldn't want to associate myself with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fan club this year is represented by Shelley, Andy and Pendo. Uh, Joe's retired now, so Ooh. she's... Basically, me and Joe were really looking forward to this weekend to come along and stand in the corner and go, I'd have done that differently. Or, oh, that's not how I'd have done it. I'm really annoyed to report that it was a really successful and smooth event. And... Uh, yeah, it's not a juicier dwarf cast as it could have been, I'm afraid. Everything was really good, pretty much, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> not just because we're in a room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should have heard. We've already recorded a little bit. <laughs> uh, but no, as ever, this is going to be quite a shambolic uh, podcast, so strapping everyone. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about what happened, not in any particular order. But I guess the elephant in the room that has been the biggest topic of conversation is Doug's video message. Now, for someone who wasn't here and only <laughs> contributed three minutes worth of, uh, less than that, a couple of minutes worth of video to the event, there's been a lot of news points coming out of it. Uh, so to recap, he basically said, uh, everyone wants to make New Red Dwarf, but they have to resolve the situation first, <laughs> which, yeah. Yeah. We've been waiting for a while for that to be resolved. Uh, but in the meantime, he's been working, he's written a new Red Dwarf special. He's also written a 90-minute film starring the cast, but that is not Red Dwarf, uh, and that is called Out of the Red, and it is the cast playing versions of themselves. So some sort of smeg your enthusiasm type thing. Um, and separately, a, he's writing a sci-fi comedy drama. So yeah, lots to take in. So, is he rewriting Series 7 then? When he says I'm doing a sci-fi comedy <laughs> drama. Well, we, we can only hope for those standards. Well, yeah, that's my secret. <laughs> One interesting contradiction was Paul Jackson and Bob Grant on stage. And Rob was asked, would he write any more Red Dwarf? And last Dimension Jump, he expressed an interest or a desire to write another Red Dwarf novel. And Paul Jackson said, there's nothing stopping you from doing it. So whatever legal machinations are going on, apparently Rob has still got a legal right to to create more Red Dwarf, should he so desire. But a lot has happened in the intervening time. Uh, you know, the, I think the current situation, while it's unresolved, is kind of stopping everyone from doing everything. And that's maybe why, this is pure speculation, but it's maybe why Doug is now looking at other projects Especially like, you know, well, I don't need your Red Dwarf, I'll make my own sci-fi comedy with Blackjack and Hummus. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unconfirmed rumour. 
But may, maybe oh, his and yeah, wanting <laughs> wanting to do something with the cast that isn't Red Dwarf, that's legally distinct from Red Dwarf, and that might be a contingency plan if making new Red Dwarf doesn't happen for whatever reason. It's gonna be like Bucks Fizz. Whipping Danny Skirts. <laughs> 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 can't see a stage show ever. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I forgot I, about that. He also I, mentioned the stage show. He mentioned it, and it was like there was a kind of I don't know, kind of feeling in the room. You could a sense of something in the room, and then the way he said something else. You kind of wonder when he was on about the O2. You kind of wondered if he if he was joking. <laughs> people, but, yeah, people are unsure whether that's yeah, a joke. Yeah, it's like really the O2. You were just pissing about <clears> them, weren't you? Maybe he meant the O2 Academy. Just much more <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think Red Dwarf could sell out the O2 for like a night or two nights. I think there's enough people that would do it. It wouldn't be a long run. I wouldn't build like the O2. Python reunion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Python had no problem selling it out. I don't think Red Dwarf is quite at their level. <laughs> but, yeah, comedic stand-ups sell it out, and we know that the Red Dwarf fan base is huge because this convention happens every... Well, theoretically, every couple of years, but <laughs> slight delay on this occasion. But, yeah, maybe we should move on from that news because I'm sure that by the time I've got this podcast edited, that's been discussed to death anyway online. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the weekend in general... Uh, I've just got to say that it's been such a relief to finally meet people and, and talk to people and be in the same room. I think pretty much everyone in the country has had a difficult time over the last 18 months or so uh, for various reasons. Uh, but, it, you know, it's for, the, for a lot of people, it's the first big social occasion we've had since probably the last DJ in some cases, <laughs> yeah. certainly in the last couple of years. And yeah, it's been, it's felt really reassuringly normal for me to be around yeah. people. I think a way to break it up with doing a convention, doing dimension jump is yeah, it's been lovely. I did manage to catch uh, Rob and uh, Paul Jackson for a couple of minutes today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the whole week, the whole week, the whole week, Johnny Vegas feels like a fortnight ago. Yes, yes, it does. But I did manage to get a, a quick chat with, with both of them. And I've lost track of when we were doing the commentaries. It was uh, about a year ago. They started mm-hmm. when lockdown started, pretty yeah, much. It was in March. I, I know um, from, from my job and, and visiting people at home how much um, COVID has affected people. It's affected people more than, more than anybody fully comprehends. Nobody sees the full scale of it. And I appreciate that this is about Red Dwarf, not about COVID. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing is, I think those weekly commentaries were significant for a lot of people. Um, I made it to most of them. And I went to thank both of them. I don't know whose idea it was to do the Zoom commentaries. I don't know who's, who, who thought it up. And, Rob, pretty much. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rob Quite a simple reply. Yes. Yeah. 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 Massively so, because not only was it something to look forward to every week, but it was something that was on at the same time every week that you kind of had to be ready for. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it was the only thing at that time. Oh, it was like, yeah. like a point in the week, like a marking point. Yeah. When lockdown yeah. eased, I went on a countryside walk. I was like, I can't miss Rob's commentary. <laughs> 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 
on a picnic bench and was logged on on my iPad to bloody watch the, the bloody commentary. But I, I thanked them both for doing that because, you know, they did it, you know, in their own time. Yeah. And interestingly, so two, two aspects. Rob, I thanked him for the positive benefit on people's mental health. And Rob said, actually, it was really good for his mental health as well. Yeah. And what I also didn't know, they were using the commentaries to publicise other projects they were doing, which they were then raising money for charity. And Paul Jackson told me they raised in the region of half a million pound mm. for charities. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, lockdown theatre events. Yes. Yeah. 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 For charity. And yeah, they did. <laughs> I was talking to Curtis, who is um, the editor of report.co.uk, so obviously he's employed by... Production, so he was helping out with putting those together, and they did a football legends one, which was a ridiculous lineup. If you're into football, you'll know. it really was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and so Kenny Dalglish, basically, and Jurgen Klopp. Don't forget. Oh, so two, yeah, two of the greatest managers of all time, plus yeah. Gareth Southgate uh, <laughs> and, and Jurgen Klopp. So yeah, the current England manager, the current champion of the Premier League manager at the time. Um, not anymore, Ray Pendo. And yeah, like for any football fan, that would be insanely just mental. And um, Curtis knows nothing about football and cares nothing about football. Find, found himself invited to Alex Ferguson's house wow. and like, <laughs> to, te- to teach him how to use Zoom. And um, he said, Alex Ferguson just started this anecdote. And I said, I'm going to have to stop you there, mate. I know nothing about football. <laughs> and then Alex Ferguson complained to Paul Jackson that they'd sent someone who didn't know about football. <laughs> I don't think... Not, not, no, that is a joke, just to clarify. It was, a jokey, it was a jokey complaint. But I don't think Fergie had ever met anyone that wasn't interested in football before. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to things that happened after the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Rob and Paul always a highlight. I say always, it's the second convention. No Ed, because he accidentally went on a um, charity bike ride in Croatia. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. But yeah, they their Q&A events today took the form of a, a kind of nostalgic look back. I'm looking around the room now because I've missed most of it. Uh, but they were basically talking about how they met, I believe. Kind of their orangi- origins. Oranges. 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 Yeah, they're oranges. <laughs> oranges. They're oranges. Oh, God. Anyway, how did they got together? How did, did their paths crossed and Yeah. With clips, illustrative clips. There, there were some clips of some sketches from Three of a Kind. And uh, there was a particular sketch they wanted to show from that, the uh, DIY store sketch, which was David Copfield walking into a DIY store where everything wasn't like the door wouldn't open and right. <laughs> stuff like that and uh, there was a song Tracy Ullman was singing and it was like the um, the stereotypical glamour girl song where all the men uh, dancing behind her and caressing her and lifting her up and it was pretty the, risque in yeah the, in, in but the, all the lyrics were like Poking fun at all that. In the vein of Benny Hill, and they were saying, no, you just can't get away. Some of these effects are just impractical today, and some of what they were doing with you know, stripping Tracy Ullman down yeah. to their suspenders, you just can't do anymore. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> so, so to keep you entertained on a Sunday afternoon. 
and yeah, it was generally about yeah history of the. But to me, yeah, I only came in halfway through, but it was just Paul and Rob telling loads of anecdotes from yeah. <laughs> the seventies and eighties. So, yeah, I was more than happy with that. <laughs> so, a, oh, it's going to be a Q and A, but we're going to talk a little bit as well. And there was about four questions near the end. Yeah. <laughs> And mind you, that's not a unique thing at DJ because oh, any time no. that Danny John Jules is on stage for instance, <laughs> his Q&A was a joint one with Ray Fear and, and I think um, Ray managed about five sentences, I think, so he did well. <laughs> Ray's first convention, first time doing anything yeah. like this. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think he was in awe of what was going on. He came across as a really nice guy as well. well so he approachable. Was yeah. We were in the coffee lounge session with Ray and Danny. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But, uh, so <laughs> are we this about, is important. Are we talking about coffee lounge stuff now? Yeah. Because there needs to be an official handing over of the cock baton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing that uh, any long term listeners will know that when the coffee lounge started, so did a regular feature in our dwarf cast, Coffee Lounge Cock. Originally, it was Jez's coffee lounge cock, and then by the next DJ, he was part of the team. So Jez's cock was taken over by... Hello. <laughs> so, do, I, do I have to pass my cock on to someone? Is that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> I think in the, to ensure a smooth handover, I think uh, there's a, a couple of people taking on your cock now. <laughs> Not review there. <laughs> We've all been waiting for this moment. So, yeah. <laughs> Have I said too much? <laughs> now it's time for the ceremonial handover. It's no longer Pendo's Coffee Lounge Cock, it's Cyan Stevens Coffee Lounge Cock. That was way better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, carry on. Uh, yeah, Ray was a really nice chap to talk to. He was regaled us with good anecdotes. Um, he talked about his stage acting and background. Um, he was really to engage with. Um, Stephen? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Cox going over to me now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I asked him about his time on Curry because I I don't remember him being in Corrie at all, but I remember Craig mentioning that he was for a couple of years, maybe. Um, and he, he happened to mention that the role, the role that Craig played um, was originally offered to him. He auditioned, oh. for it. Yeah, he auditioned for it, and if I remember rightly, he said, um, I'm not right for this part, and so they wrote another part for him. So oh, right. yeah, he was offered Craig's part, he turned it down, and then he ended up getting a completely different part written for him. Yeah. And that's a, probably the most interesting thing I'll probably have. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was really nice. He, um, so I think he'd been here for like most of the day, and he came up to me and went, this is a proper convention, you know, there's like people in costumes and everything. It's a proper convention. I went, I know! <laughs> he is an incredibly attractive man. This morning, as we were finishing off breakfast, he was clearly heading to the gym. Fair <laughs> play to the guy for the discipline. Sunday morning at a convention, we're more interested in well, bigger, and he's going to the gym. More respect. He also has a ten-week-old baby with him. Oh, oh baby! baby. <laughs> I guess by the two brothers. In the room. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when he um, what happened last night. He turned up there. I think it was the auction, was it? Or uh, and I just remember 
being sat with Ian and we can see um, Ray turning up holding a baby. <laughs> I remember Ian saying, oh, Ray Fearon's stolen a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we didn't know. He, he hadn't had the yeah. baby with him all day. His, his <laughs> yeah. partner or wife must have had the baby. Just all of a sudden. And also his, is it his stepdaughter? Yes. Eve? Eve. She was really so full of confidence, <laughs> but like not in a, like, like no, you get, get those really confident little kids and the little shit. <laughs> she was, she was full of confidence, but in like the most loveliest way. And, yeah, like, well, I'm glad because that sentence could have gone another way. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was, she was fab. And like, I, I was even chatting, because obviously I used to be a teacher, so like, I was talking with kids, so like, I was chatting to her for ages and stuff, and she was didn't run to my family. I was in a, I was in adverts. So she was having all the adverts she was in and stuff like that. And then, no, she was she was great. No, she was. She ended up with yeah the impromptu co-host of the costume competition, handing out the prizes at the end. Uh, and amazing standard of the of the costume yeah, competition as always. That goes up every year. <laughs> there is a, a category called best child, which I just as a title of a category I find is really amusing. <laughs> <laughs> There's now someone walking around with a certificate that just says best child. Dimension <laughs> <laughs> jump 20. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a child, unrecognisable as Crichton with a tank. Uh, yeah, slightly freakish, having a, like a four foot Crichton walking around. <laughs> but you expect that with, uh, with costume. Uh, group winner was, I don't know anyone's actual names, but the group winner was Confidence and Paranoia. And they came on, the two brothers, yeah. I think. Yeah. Dean and Lee Smith. One is confidence and one is paranoia, and yeah, not only in costume, but in character. Mm. And so, um, yeah, it was really, it really worked well, that confidence swaggering on stage, com- with his face painted completely orange. <laughs> <laughs> Ke- <laughs> Kerry, who was hosting, did a good joke of, oh, I'm glad he's no longer president. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was chatting to him in the bar afterwards, and... Uh, he was slightly panicked that the he couldn't find a way to get the orange off his face. Oh dear. And he uh, he, was, he was heading to work tonight, Sunday night, as we uh, as we say this because he works nights as a carer. And he was slightly concerned <laughs> about what his <laughs> delightful clients would make. I just thought he was confident and not paranoid. <laughs> Yeah, so confidence was swaggering around on stage, all orange, and then paranoia just a few steps behind him, shaking his head. Didn't you sort of see them chatting with Lee as well? Yeah, it's one of the most surreal moments of the weekend, turning around in the bar and they're chatting away to Lee Corns. And like, uh, I'm seeing double here, four paranoias. So the main category of the costume competition, the solo one, um, there's, there was lots of great entries, ultimately won by Amy Breer as uh, Miranda. He made a giant fish. <laughs> and she was completely anonymous within the fish. Uh, you couldn't see her at all. So when she was introduced, and here as Miranda, it's Amy. I thought, I bet that's Amy Breer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't sure. I think one of my favourites was someone who dressed up as a grey sky winner. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, clearly had better technology to do that than um, the makers of the show did in nineteen eighty eight, and they wanted to achieve that effect. <laughs> I think it's the first time in a really long time that you and I have actually seen yeah. the custom competition. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was good. It was I enjoyed it. it. <laughs> it was really good. 
I mean, the standard has just gone up so much since the last time we were able to. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they've had a long time to make those costumes. Although, yeah. although you, you say that, but actually, I think given given the fact we've rescheduled this event quite a few times, yeah. I think some people would have had it ready to go because yeah. you know they're used to it. But we were still getting emails like relatively late on. Like actually, the kid in the Crichton tank. Oh. They made that within like the last week or two, nice. because uh, like you know they were they were kind of asking for like bits and bobs, and yeah. you, know, you, you can kind of tell they were bringing it together. So I think, I think the quality and the ingenuity has just been amazing. Oh yeah, especially like that that short notice. Yeah, yeah. There's so much talent in those costumes. Those costumes. It's just yeah. Always, it brings get better. Yeah. yeah. Probably the biggest feature of the weekend that we haven't mentioned so far is that Friday night was essentially the Johnny Vegas show <laughs> and we were all on board with that and I don't mean just on stage I mean the entire hotel what felt like the entirety of Nottingham <laughs> chatted to Johnny Vegas uh, so yeah it was oh yeah we should mention actually the first thing on Friday the first main event after the opening ceremony which was very good uh, was the quiz and uh, who won the quiz oh it was us Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did actually forget for a moment. <laughs> well, we just lost a point. <laughs> just, just for the record, confirm who us is. You know, the, oh, yeah. The, yeah. Not everyone in the room, but uh, me and Si and Stephen, along with our fellow team members, the Mills. We, we really had to panic on the team there. We couldn't think of anything. <laughs> we just let them. Uh, but yeah, and we won the quiz, which was on this occasion the inaugural uh, St. Patrick's certificate for uh, diligence and general devotion to duty. <laughs> And I knew that you guys were planning something along those lines, but not the specifics. And so I read that in the program on Friday. And yeah, it's perfect. It's the perfect tribute. And naturally, Seb's name came up a lot over the course of the weekend. Uh, everyone in this room yeah. either knew him really, really well, or at least knew of him and had chatted to him at DJ's past. And so, yeah, we're really happy and proud that his memory was still there as part of the weekend built in throughout page in the program dedicated to it i showed that to mary seb's mom and she was really 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 happy about it uh, she said thank you for helping to keep his memory alive which will we will do for ever <laughs> that, will, that will never be an issue uh, so yeah officially part of uh, the dj uh, law from now on that <laughs> the quiz is it was really nice to win that as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. to be the to be the yeah. inaugural winners, <laughs> and also uh, something that made me really think of Seb this weekend. Obviously, there's been there's been mixed feelings throughout the weekend, uh, but mostly it's been really just really nice and cathartic to be around so many people who uh, who feel the same way. But yeah, the auction on Saturday night, well, <laughs> one of the first items, one of the early items. Uh, first one that I was really paying attention to because I think I missed the first couple uh, I came in and saw a Partick Thistle Away <laughs> Subutio set artwork uh, donated by Matthew Clark and if anyone doesn't know the story it's from the promised land um, there's a throwaway line in the script when this is hoarding stuff at the start um, saying uh, uh, you've even got a, a, a 1974 Partick Thistle away kit to beauty or words to that effect. Uh, so Matthew Clark and team had to go out and try and find one. It turned out that such a set never existed. It had been made up. There wasn't a Partick Thistle away to So they bought a normal to set, 
researched Partick Thistle's away kits from the 70s, <laughs> painted them as accurately as possible, photographed them on a Subutio pitch, mocked up the box, the artwork, and it never got seen on screen. <laughs> but that anecdote uh, was, was one of the things that Matt Clark had posted on Twitter uh, when The Promised Land went out. And I remember talking to Seb about that and it just being right up his street, like Subutio and Red Dwarf all coming together. And so I saw that come up in the auction. I was like, yeah, sorry, bank balance. Whatever this goes for, <laughs> there is no way that I'm not leaving with that. And so, yeah, I'm very, very pleased to have won that. And all uh, the charity uh, donations from this year are going to the Trussell Trust, uh, which is in Seb's memory, and, yeah, hopefully significant amount all in Seb's name. So, yeah, thank you also, fan club team, for that. So that's the serious bit over with. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> so going back uh, to uh, yeah the thing that set me off on that tangent for some reason Friday night was Johnny Vegas night <laughs> uh, unfortunately I missed his Q&A antics but I'm sure the people will be able to fill us in mostly um, I'd say different women but probably the same woman declaring her love for Johnny he offered that guy money to shit in that Shelly is dumbfounded I think we need some context let's not give it context you know I think somebody was heckling Somebody was heckling him and shouting, we love you, John, yeah. incessantly, and getting really annoying. Yeah. So I think this was his comedic response to trying to deal with them and demanding their room number. <laughs> so then, when once he got the room number, he offered a fellow at the front... No, I think, it was, quid, I think it started at 20. And he got his wallet out and he's offering him cash to go and shit in this other fella's room. <laughs> and he went down to this other fella, demanding his, demanding his room key. <laughs> of course, he didn't get it, but <laughs> he's telling people to leave notes on the door. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What a superb booking Johnny Vegas was, because you get value for Johnny Vegas. God, that was amazing. When when I first saw the silhouette and the subtle in inverted commas, uh. <laughs> uh, I thought surely they can't have got Johnny Vegas. That's like just ridiculous. Again, first ever convention. But yeah, and that was um, that was all Jerry, and that was weeks or weeks or weeks of work. I'm glad you recognise the subtlety. If I can make a callback again for the last DJ, as, as the, the aging clogs are slowly turning, <laughs> Joe, you were responsible for the was montage, the right word, all the guests, video messages, video, video messages, messages, yeah. Yeah. And Johnny was one who contributed to that. Yeah, was, when yeah. we filmed, not film, when we recorded. The dwarf casting, and I recall you saying, "Yeah, Johnny Vegas, properly famous." But he is a genuine red dwarf fan. Yeah, and he do his stuff as well, didn't he? He was talking about polymorph. Uh, well, polymorph as he <laughs> polymorph <laughs> polymorph. He'd had a few Guinnesses. But, uh, <laughs> really? He's got like twenty-seven bought for him. <laughs> <laughs> He had a queue at one point, and people yeah. just kept. People couldn't. There were about five, weren't there? Four or five yeah. on this table while he was 
I mean, I mean his photo would take with people. He wasn't going to get through all of them, and there was a queue at the bar, so... <laughs> <laughs> you were selfless. Like I, you may, I may have helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think Johnny said at the start of his Q&A, he was actually quite nervous about coming because he wasn't sure how, I guess, detailed the questions would be. <laughs> so, you know, he was quite nervous that people would ask him to quote particular lines or, you know, something like that. Um, so I think it was quite nice to kind of see in his first convention him to... I don't know, just like get on well with the, the kind of attendees yeah. and, and actually himself like really enjoy himself. And, and he was very kind of, you know, he was happy to stay at the bar afterwards. But yeah, you know, uh, I guess my first time, uh, I guess behind the scenes, like yeah. my first time uh, at a Dimension Jump as part of the fan club team, I think it'd be really interesting kind of seeing especially first-time guests kind of coming along, not knowing what to expect, but like really enjoying themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and, and I guess, you know, it, nice. kind of seeing that behind the scenes as well has just been like really nice. I've got a couple of things to this. One is that we know that there's, it, it's basically established that you don't hassle the guests. You know, they're allowed their yeah. private time, they're allowed to drink, they're allowed to lunch. Yeah. Um, and Johnny on stage said, Come and hustle me for your autographs and your photos. It's not a problem. Yeah, I'm going so to be around. He, he opened himself up to that, and, and he, he absolutely loved it. He lapped it up. Yeah, yeah. Impromptu um, signing and photograph session. Yeah, absolutely. At what so, midnight? So yeah, the thing is done about one in the morning. Now I say it was about one. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, he, he had actually said he wanted to be in the karaoke. And oh, God, I forgot I did karaoke. <laughs> oh, do you want the recording of it? Uh, I tweeted the recording of it. Oh, there you go. Link to the show notes. Got someone like yeah on the iPhone. Um, but he, he said, I want to be in the karaoke. Yeah. And it was Jez and Mike kept, I must have spent, taking them two hours <laughs> to shepherd him down to the karaoke from him giving all the people all the, you know, he couldn't take a few steps and sit at another table. <laughs> well, I was worried after him, I remember that night. Um, um, somebody had a copy of his book um, and asked him to sign it, and he immediately was like, God, yeah, and it, it, the first two pages of the book, he was just writing really long messages. He was writing a whole novel, <laughs> and, yeah, and then he was like just totally. He suddenly started um, talking about um, the book and um, the different covers for it, and uh, you know the different photographs taken for it, and um, you know what his journey making it was like he just started sharing all these stories and what he ended up spending a good 40 minutes <laughs> with us and he was just chatting away chatting away and i remember uh, people were trying to take him down to the karaoke yeah. uh, but he, he just he he wouldn't stop he just was really you know he really was I think the, the average amount of time that he spent with each person that asked him for a photo was about 10 minutes. Yeah, average. <laughs> 10 minutes. Well, I, I, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be. I wasn't there on the Friday. So I was up at 5 a.m. on the uh, on the Saturday morning to be able to like, get ready and get to uh, get there as early to go on the Saturday. So I was up at 5 in the morning on Saturday morning and I got out of the shower at like 20 past 5. And I was only seeing text messages coming through in the group chat from the Total Fuck team saying, like, just getting to bed now. And I'm, like, I'm only just getting up now to get there. I'm only just going to bed. I was like, Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, because we, we were quite nervous in that Johnny had to get a train back to London for his dental appointment on the Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they actually mentioned like, that. Didn't yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when we were still up about half past five, we were like, is Johnny going to miss his train? <laughs> is this going to happen? He was still the first one ready for the photo shoot. Oh, absolutely. Fair play, he was the first one ready. And you yeah, wouldn't think for a second he's going to pull me. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, there was one event in the entire weekend that massively overran, started late, took longer than expected. For some reason, it was the photo shoot that included both Danny John Jules and Johnny Vegas. <laughs> 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 Who could have predicted? <laughs> no comments. <laughs> But he'd literally just come off stage and next thing I knew I turned around and he was sat on the chair next to me mm-hmm. chatting away by the thing <laughs> and it was sort of one of the most surreal even by DJ standards it's one of the most surreal things I've ever seen and yeah and, like you were saying properly famous it's not yeah, just in a red book properly sense. famous and being we got to the auction and there was the panel that Matt Clark had donated to, and he said um, I'm going to try and get that for me uh, one of his relatives who'd just been in hospital and he, he said I, I won't carry on if it's silly money and I'll give everybody else a chance but he was still going at it and oh, I was yeah. thinking this is going to start a riot <laughs> <laughs> yeah Johnny won something on the auction didn't he <laughs> Yeah, he won it, but they couldn't get it home, so Andy's parents have taken it. Are those the uh, parents that were walking around on Friday with t-shirts? Yes. <laughs> Featuring uh, Andy as a small child with his Red Dwarf-themed birthday cake. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it was adorable. <laughs> yeah, so I, I wasn't sure, because um, when we booked tickets for this, I wasn't on the team. Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Um, so I wasn't sure whether they got they were going to still come, um, but obviously they really wanted to come to wear that shirt and really take the piss. <laughs> I was sad that I missed basically all of Johnny Vegas because yeah. I was on toddler duty. But now I'm just really sad that I missed that. <laughs> we also had a couple of Zoom Q and As, uh, which was you know. We, we were speaking a little bit before we uh, started recording about how, like, it's such an achievement to not only do this convention, but do it at this stage of a global pandemic. Yeah. And so, yeah, naturally, not everyone was going to be able to make it in person, but really great that um, Chris and Robert managed to do it virtually via Zoom. Uh, yeah, really nice touch. The handover between Danny's Q&A and Chris's Zoom Q&A could have been smoother if it wasn't handled by Danny John Jules <laughs> Danny John Jules had a parcel that had been he brought up with him that had been delivered to his house. He showed off the parcel on stage, then realised his address was written on it and covered it up. <laughs> and he hadn't opened this parcel, and so he said, right, when Chris comes on, I'll do the handover because I want to show Chris what's in here. He's going to go absolutely spare. He's going to go ballistic. And we're like, wow, what's it going to be? Some, some severed head or something? <laughs> and it's like something really personal and, and weird to do with Chris. And we're like, oh, right, this is going to be amazing. Uh, for a start, he struggled for a while to open the box because it was 
you know, well packs delivered. <laughs> he went off to find a knife at one stage. <laughs> uh, and yeah, struggled for a good five minutes to open the box. Uh, opened it up and revealed uh, an Ace Rimmer statue. Uh, that you know, a little figure that uh, someone that he knew had made. Unfortunately, Chris couldn't see and had absolutely no idea what was, what was happening. <laughs> why? Why there was this massive pause? <laughs> what the people in the room were reacting to? <laughs> and then you just heard a voice from the corner in the AV area saying, "Switch to gallery view." <laughs> and then he went, "Oh yes, I can see that." <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that uh, is not quite the event that was billed, but. You're glad that it happened. <laughs> you get an anecdote out of it. <laughs> Robert, on the other hand, uh, his uh, Q&A was moderated by Ian Boldsworth, uh, who just spent the majority of the time admonishing <laughs> Robert for not being there. <laughs> oh, so, you did your fully charged event last week, but you didn't want to come to Nottingham and meet the Red Dwarf fans. <laughs> These people that have paid for that house you're in... <laughs> You've changed. <laughs> oh God! Remember when he was hosting the auction, and um, um, there was a, a, a kid there. And his, his dad was going to try and get him all the items, and then he just to add more fuel. Um, uh, Ian said, um, "Well, this will be one you'll remember in your later years, and I think your parents will agree that money is no object." <laughs> <laughs> If you don't get it now, you'll blame your dad forever. Yeah. <laughs> How did people feel about the kind of, uh, I don't know, like the, the kind of Zoom session? Because I guess technically, again, kind of, we were potentially a bit worried about those. I think that's part of the bigger <laughs> issue you know? that I would like to talk about later. Okay. But we should be very lucky that we live in a time where that's even possible. Yeah. And very lucky that it happened at all. Yeah, the technical bitches, uh, mostly because Chris Barry doesn't do technology. <laughs> but it was great that it happened. Yeah. It sounds like damning with faint praise, but better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. it's like they were entertaining. They were perfectly fine, and yeah, we had a bit of Chris and a bit of Robert that we wouldn't have otherwise have had. There's something we've done in the past. That's yeah, like, Robert has done it before. Robert's done it on it was Skype at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, Robert's been on Skype when he couldn't make it before, and it's, you know, it's the fact that they're still willing to give up the time to do it because yeah. they could just be like, well, no. Yeah. That was exactly the point I was going to make. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, you know, they, they could have very nice. easily said, for whatever reason, COVID or whatever else, no, sorry, can't do it yeah. this time around. But they didn't. It's nice they still kind of want to be involved and, you know, like just talk to the fans still. Yeah, in whatever way they can. Yeah. Uh, what guests haven't we mentioned yet? Um, I would like to talk about Lee Corns. Oh, oh yes. wonderful, wonderful, um, wonderful. Because he's a very, very lovely man. <laughs> a very lovely man. And um, so he did his Q&A today, which went down really well. But while we were doing autographs, he said that that kind of awakened a muscle and he was thinking about doing um, stand-up again. Oh, brilliant. That, oh. Which is amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. 
So that would be really good. You've reinvigorated Lee Collins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have revived him. Um, but you no, could... he's just a very lovely man. And every single person that came for an autograph and had a picture taken with him got a different post. <laughs> Literally <laughs> nobody's got the same post. <laughs> You could sort of sense that that was happening while he was on stage. He sort of grew in confidence a bit more because he started sort of reminiscing about, you know, reacting to people's questions, was reminiscing about the comedy store days, like early days of alternative comedy when he was in a sketch group called The Wow Show. And he started like thinking, like remembering some of his old material and then, and then started trying out some of his old material <laughs> and got laughs from it. And he could just say, oh, yeah. He sort of turned it into an improvised stand-up gig towards the end, and yeah, and like when, when, happy we, with that. When we take goodbye and introduce the next guest, or like you know, this, he, he just stayed on stage, carried on performing, yeah, and yeah. It, it became a point where I had the microphone. He was performing. I was like, I kind of need to hurry him on because I didn't know but what he's doing is absolutely brilliant. So like, I don't know how to sort of deal with this. Before. The only way you can deal with it is just let him get on. It's going great. So just like, just carry on, and it, it was absolutely wonderful. The way the way he ended his Q and A was just comic genius. It was just pure gold. It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, and then Norman and Hattie did a double header Q and A, which I missed most of. So if anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened. <laughs> it, was, it was just Norman and Hattie being Norman and Hattie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Norman sliding off one or two people, like, like David Williams. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I had to leave at that point, but I was glad that I managed to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> because anyone slagging off David Williams is fine by me. Yeah. Oh, and uh, James Corden as well. You know, we yeah. Had, yeah. Well, good. <laughs> you pretend he's a. Really like James Corden, didn't he? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he did. A, he did stand up the night before as well, and uh, in my opinion, he could have made a slightly shorter Half set. It? A slightly shorter set would have probably gone down better overall. But as he said, like that was basically he'd only just returned to doing stand up post COVID, like. And he was, I think, much like Lee, he was just enjoying being on stage and doing his thing again. Uh, but the highlight for me had a really good joke, which was just, that, you know, there is an upside to death. Just think, Piers Morgan, <laughs> Katie Hopkins, they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the effect? Wasn't it? Kate Garraway that he was also... Oh, yeah. He, he, was having a good he, specified, he specified that he didn't want Kate Garraway to die, but he <laughs> went on a bit of a rant about that. I stopped paying attention at one point. So <laughs> <I'm pretty laughs> <too. laughs> the Q&As, if there's one supposed sort of downside now, I don't know if there's another way to do this, but the Q&As are starting to fall more flat now because all the questions have been asked. You know, we, I mean, we didn't have it this year from Robert, but every... For you, they've been asked, though, but oh, not yeah, necessarily, because okay, yeah, there's fair. always, always yeah, loads of new people. So yeah. many new people this yeah. time. Okay. A lot of new people, and young new people as well. Yeah. Bastards. A <laughs> <laughs> lot of them. I think there were a few, there was, you know, any question is a hiatus at times. You know, people, what, what do we ask now? And I think the old, old kind of crowd of us are going We've asked them all, and then the younger ones are going, we don't know what to ask. I think only that, you know, certain guests can do with a 
moderator like Ian Holdsworth yeah. because yes. um, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I just know that um, well, for me personally, one of the more one of the more interesting Q and A's was with uh, Matthew Clark, and uh, but the, for a bit there wasn't enough people asking questions. Um, uh, you know, that's you know, that, I that's the only thing that I think that just you know, depending on the guests, where you don't think. Yeah, so like you say, some people like try having a moderator with Johnny Vegas and uh, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, they're not necessary at all. But yeah, other guests, and then you know there has been that. Um, like last time around, Ian Bolsworth did a, a few moderating ones. So yeah, it's always hard with guests like Matthew Clark. Matthew, what Matthew Clark does is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. His, oh yeah. Q and A is absolutely phenomenal. Like the, the stuff he does is amazing. But it's always harder with yeah. uh, with guests like that because. You know, it's very niche. It's very niche. Yeah. You know, yeah. looking yeah. at the graphics, the graphic yeah. design of you know yeah. so all the behind the scenes stuff. It is yeah. a, a lot. Does does you know say the sport with the people of Dimension Jump? Say only twenty five percent of the people at Dimension yeah. Jump yeah. are interested in that niche side of things. Yeah. Where so the majority the just want to see the stars, the people yeah. who play on screen. But when someone has not been on screen, but also yeah, he's not a performer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So yeah. like, it's going to be different on stage for him than it is for any yeah. of the others, really. Matthew's talk though was absolutely brilliant. I'm gutted that I didn't get to yeah. talk to him <coughs> all weekend. I kind of, I, I, I only yeah. tweaked today. Oh no, I've not spoken to him. Uh, I, I tweeted him to see if he was still around. He said, "Well, I'm in my house." <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not get to meet him. <laughs> Uh, but he was really lovely as well and really yeah. generous at the time. And yeah, his Q&A was really good. And although that's not, you know, what he does, he was really natural at it, you know, with, mm. with, with the microphone yeah. and, and performing and stuff like that. That's good. On the subject of um, questions that have been asked before, <laughs> there was a certain irony in that in Danny and Ray's sort of hour-long Q&A, we got the first Q around 40 minutes in. Because the, <laughs> it was uh, the rest was just Danny's introduction, <laughs> um, and the first question was, "Can you sing tongue tied for us?" And that is, you know, it's a cliche now that he always gets asked to sing tongue tied, and I think Danny's aware of that, and so he started doing a new twist, where he's, he's from now on going to sing it in the style of a different person each time, and he did it in the style of drunken Oliver Reed. I mean, I could have just said Oliver Reed, <laughs> but yeah, tongue tied in the style of Oliver Reed with extra lyrics. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Can anyone remember them or should we just? Uh, there was yeah. something about cutting English. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we need. To I do. filmed it. Yeah, yeah. What would I say it like? Oliver Reed doing Bill Sykes. When I saw you for the first time. <laughs>
So we've pretty much, I think, talked about most of the things that happened on the stage, except for the Sunday afternoon quiz, a uh, traditional slot. I mean, the previous host for the last few events <laughs> was just phenomenal. Some would say irreplaceable. Uh, however, someone tried their best today. Thanks, <laughs> 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 like, I love that. Tried their best. <laughs> Thanks for that. No, it was it was very good. It was uh, Dibley Family Fortunes was the popular TV format that had been taken on this time around, and um, Pendo, the natural Les Dennis of the group. <laughs> I, I, I was purposely <laughs> trying not to channel Les Dennis <laughs> for the obvious reasons, purposely not going for it, but the fact that you keep bringing it up means it's just unavoidable. <laughs> Why do you, how do you explain doing it in that voice? <laughs> how, how do I explain it? I don't know. really know. <laughs> he was actually aiming for Gino De Campo. <laughs> <laughs> he ended up with a blend. Well, he definitely ended up De Campo. <laughs> <laughs> As this is an audio podcast. <laughs> the tape, As this swearing. is an audio podcast, I'm flipping you in the finger. <laughs> <laughs> I was very entertained by um, not having to be the one on stage trying to be funny on Sunday afternoon at DJ when you've slept about three hours in the last 48. So <laughs> I enjoyed it very much. But just for the record, um, the winning team, led by a certain Ali Green. Who oh, know, cheating bastards, weren't he? I mean, I was going to be a bit more diplomatic than that. Right? No, 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 I'm going to say cheating bastards. I was on to them as cheating bastards. You're the host, you're supposed to be a bit more. <laughs> you don't get that with less, don't you? <laughs> Partiality. Partiality. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, the rules of family fortunes quite clearly state no conferring between team members when it's their turn to play. When the, when they're the other team waiting, sure they can confer because they might get a chance to steal. But uh, there was a question about um, list the things uh, in Dwayne Dibley's list from um, Emo Book. And I could see very clearly Ali gathering the team around and saying, right, I'll say thermos, you say sandwiches. You say <laughs> and sure enough, they won that round. <laughs> Other than that incident of shameless cheating from uh, from Annie Green, <laughs> which paid off in the end, let's yeah, yeah, yeah you know. the winners cheaters prosper. Yeah. yeah, they won teddy bears. <laughs> I really want one of those teddy bears. They are adorable. Well, you're on the fan club team. I know, right? You think I'm going to influence here, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's your only reward. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've gone through all the big events, so I guess it's time for us to whap our small points out. Has anyone got anything that they need to get off their chest that we haven't yet mentioned? Yeah, I do, but it's not a small point. It's maybe a bit of a, a monologue. Yeah, That's <laughs> uh, something we've a few of us have talked about from the middle of the week onwards and into this weekend that needs to be said. So, for those of us who've been to a few DJs now, the popular opinion is that the best DJs have been... 98 and 2018 and there are reasons for those uh, in both cases it was a significant anniversary one was the 10 year one was the 30 year in both cases all of the cast were there in both cases red dwarf was being filmed or was about to be filmed and they were really really big successful events and 
right from the last one, we knew that this one was going to be a bit more low-key. We knew it was going to be not a problem. Various reasons it was going to be more low-key. It's not an anniversary year, the Red Dwarf isn't being filmed. And we've also had this kind of silly pandemic thing. Oh, that that well. thing. Yeah, which is kind of... I don't know if you've heard about yeah. that. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> so we knew it wasn't going to be as big a deal, and it doesn't matter. And then on Facebook this week, there's been a few complaints over how few of the cast were actually here and how much of a disappointment it was going to be. And that's riled a few of us. Um, and it, it needs to be said. So Dimension Jump, it's more than just about the cast. Yeah, coming and meeting the cast, that's great. Of course it is. But it's about more than that. Uh, for some of us, it's meeting up with old friends. You know, for some of it, in some cases it's about making new friends. Some people come along really nervous. It's their first one, they don't know anybody, and they're just welcomed into the fold. The atmosphere on these things is always absolutely brilliant. There is so much you know, friendship and sharing and, and goodwill. And the fan club team actually run ragged all weekend. And it just needs to be said there is so much more to Dimension Jump than just meeting the cast. And it's always brilliant to come along and I just I think most people realise that 99.9% of people realise yeah. that. And I hope those that were complaining through the week and there were two of them, one of whom was here, the other one I, I don't know I hope now having got home that they've now realised that as well and if they don't, fuck off <laughs> <laughs> so give, your pla- give your place to someone else next time. <laughs> I was being more subtle than that I've got no affiliation with the fan club anymore I can say, <laughs> I say what they want to say <laughs> but and aside from anything else as we've touched on, we had three out of the four main cast represented in the best way that yeah. was possible at that time as Chris and Robert yeah. neither of them could make it in person if Chris and Robert could have been here, he would have been here. Yeah, yeah. And also, as we touched upon earlier, the social aspect of things, even more important now after we've all yes. been through yeah. that Absolutely, yeah. 18 months of shite. That, yeah. you know, and people are still having to isolate, as you said, people are still yeah. suffering the mental health effects of uh, what everyone's been through in the last 18 months. Having events like DJ, like for those of us lucky enough to attend, it's, mm-hmm. it's therapy for us. <laughs> it really is. It's been so good, such a lovely atmosphere, being around friends. I hate agreeing with you, Ian. But, <laughs> <laughs> but as Pendo said, if they could have been, the two, Bobby and Chris could have been here, they would have been. Mm. But equally, to me, they would have been quite within the rights to say, well, it's not really practical this year, guys. We'll see you next time round. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't. They actually made the effort to say, can't be there in person, let's find a compromise. And that to me, especially at the moment, perfectly reasonable. Ideally, we would have liked to have postponed it, but we couldn't. Oh yeah, no, we did, yeah, we did, we, we wanted to, yeah. We, we, we wanted to postpone the, the convention and do it at a later date when it would be, like, you know, safe. hopefully I'm more, sure more light on it for everyone and what what the rules are and stuff, but there was so, it's such a, uh, a time where the rules are so uncertain for yeah, anyone. Yeah. But we unfortunately we weren't we weren't tied into a contract. And that's no fault of the hotel, it's no fault of ours. It's just one of those things where we were just tied into a contract that was the way it was, we had to go ahead this weekend. And so we, we just had to go ahead the way we could with the guests that we had. 
we wanted to do a, a different thing where we could have guaranteed you know more security but it was just the way it was and we just have to go ahead and do and also on the on the COVID level, I think the measures that you guys put in place um, very very sensible and made me feel safer. Very knowing reassuring. That, knowing that everyone in here uh, had to be either fully vaxxed or had provided negative tests. Yeah. We took it so seriously that we actually tested two members of the public that are just staying in the hotel, <laughs> just to make sure they're not getting near our attendees. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a table set up right at the front by the reception that said, you know, if you haven't got your back certificate or your negative test, get tested here. And so people who were just there for the hotel said, okay, under the hotel. It's only when Mike said, so is this your first DJ? And they went, our oh, first one now? <laughs> but they were negative, so how happy are that was quite a large point this year, Pete. Congratulations. Uh, but does anyone have any small points that they'd like to whap on the table in front of us? You just reminded me of uh, when you mentioned uh, Robert Llewellyn. Did he mention in his Q&A that in one of them, I think it may be the promised land, uh, he had, didn't he have earpieces in it to help him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he said yeah. he didn't specify because it's Robert and memory is not yeah. <laughs> the strongest point, as this anecdote proves. But um, he... For the last few series, he says that he has, um, and he thought that this was something that was common knowledge, I think, but I think it's an exclusive for DJ. Yeah. Um, he has earpieces fitted into his uh, mask, <laughs> hidden, so that he has lines fed to him. Uh, he says <laughs> it's lines that he know. He says he knows the lines, he knows all his lines, but it's just the order, just not necessarily. <laughs> Like when he has complicated speeches, he can't always remember which bit to do next. And so he has, he says it's hooked up to an iPad and people just, can just type in little, pro like he doesn't get the full scripts, but he gets prompts to remind him which bit. And yeah, predictably, as you'd, as you'd think with any group of people, but particularly those, yeah, it does get that text-to-speech feature does get abused by Craig. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's lucky that words can come into his ear and just come out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so. I have a small question. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's not, that's not <laughs> a format point. It's, it's not really a point. Uh, I just wanted to ask uh, Andy Alpendo how you found your first DJ. Well, on the other side, oh, <laughs> Jesus, where do we begin? <laughs> it it's different. Not gonna lie, it's different. You know, um, you know, as an attendee, it's a way you go to sort of. I won't, I don't want to say relax. I won't say it's relaxed. I say, but it's a way you go to sort of, uh, you know, enjoy, get to meet people, blah blah. This weekend, I'm here to work. You know, yeah. I'm bloody I work and do. You know, it's <laughs> different. But that doesn't mean it's not any less enjoyable. It doesn't mean it's any less any less fun. I've still thoroughly enjoyed the weekend. I've enjoyed working here, but I am here to work now. So it is it, it's a different vibe, different different feel for me uh, yeah. this weekend. But still thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, you know, it's, it's been it's been great. I really enjoyed it. And you know, it's my first DJ now on this end. Uh, first DJ of many now because you know. Yep. Well, I'm yeah. here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not what I heard from the rest of the team that you're here to stay. Oh, no, shit. Sure, so no. <laughs> 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 what was that bad on Family Fortune? <laughs> 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 We've not announced that vote yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think I'd just, just to echo the same. 
I guess I was kind of worried that, you know, because you're working it, all of the fun would just be sucked out of it because just the stress of takeover. And yes, I've probably done more steps in the last few days. <laughs> Running up and down with microphones or <laughs> trying to take Johnny Vegas to bed. Do you rephrase that? Exactly. Sorry, rewind, rewind. Music exclusive. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, keep Johnny Vegas to schedule, maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using you first. Um, and yeah, I think there, there were a few points where I, I was getting a bit stressed just because, you know, I think, you know, we've spent hours and hours and hours and hours on Zoom calls trying to plan everything to the yeah. minutest of detail and corral you know, guests and, you know, reschedule events and put the details together for all of the different things. And then when the schedule starts to shift and you're like, oh no, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And you, you, you can obviously feel the stress, but I think, I think apart from that, you know, both guests and attendees, you know, you, you've not lost that, that, that kind of social aspect and you're kind of still it. I think like, like you said earlier, Peter, it's more, it's more of a just, Getting absorbed into like the world of dwarf for a weekend is really nice. Yeah, and and I, and I don't think like being this side of the curtain for the first time, yeah. if you like, I'm glad I've not lost that. Which has been really nice. I think, I think Andy touched on something there as well. Like you talked about the hours and hours behind the scene. It actually isn't. You don't see that like when when myself and Andy and like the other guys were on the other side of the curtain. You know, coming as attendees, you don't see the amount of work that goes in. But now that I'm on the other side, too, Jesus, bloody crazy. Hours, hours that go into it. You know, there's so much, and you know, you know, I'm on, I'm on your path. Of the whole team, you know, we're putting so much work into this, to this weekend, and you know, it has been a difficult weekend. You know, rescheduling guests, rescheduling, you know, the hotel and things like that because the been changes constantly, you know. So the hours and amount of work that the whole team have put in is phenomenal, and I never saw that on the other side. You know, now I'm on this side. Bloody hell! This much work, Jesus Christ! I'm more than happy to do it. It's good. It's great. But you know, you know, it's so much work that you don't realise goes on behind the scenes because you just see everything. Everything just seems to tick over. You know, everything. You're a DJ, and everything just. You know, oh, it's the audition, it's the autographs now, oh, it's the books, you know, it's this now, it's that now. And everything just ticks over, there's a schedule. Behind the scenes, it's like, a, it's like a swan on the lake. It's like, you know, you see the smooth stuff, but behind the scenes, it's fucking kicking a light. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the amount of work that's going on behind the scenes, you know. It, it, I, you know, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite proud to be on that side, you know, proud to be a part of that. That, that work that's going on behind the scenes, you know, to, to make sure this goes on for everyone. But I never saw that when I was an attendee. And mm. now that I'm on that side of it, you know, a whole new appreciation to it. And it's a whole team effort, it really is. Was it two weekends ago you were all here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I, so I mean, my first dimension jump was only um, 2017. Uh, so like you know, not not I've not been to like actually that many dimension jumps, but I remember like the first you know. You're a baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you know, it's always one of those things that you're like, yes, I should definitely go to one of those, and then you just put it off. You're like, oh, I'm not going to go. Oh no, whatever. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, but yeah, I remember like just coming in for the first time and just seeing the attention to detail and you know the, the graphics and the post, you know, like the posters and like just bits and bobs like that that just kind of bring everything to life. And I guess you know I, I kind of appreciated it, but I think it's like any project. There's there's like must haves, mm. and then there's like yeah, you could you could do this if you if you had time. And I think uh, what's been really nice to see is uh, especially kind of Ashley, like new member of the team as well, coming up on board you know, just pouring hours and mm. just like lovingly like, you know, <laughs> 3D rendering an AA van oh, <laughs> onto yeah. the, onto oh, the, so yeah. the Crown Plaza. Yeah. Getting the reflection. Getting the reflection in the, in the glass <laughs> and, you know, inverting the model for literally five seconds on stage <laughs> at the opening ceremony when not all attendees are here to even see it. <laughs> but, but hopefully it just kind of all comes together and like, just like elevates it slightly above I don't know like a kind of standard like convention yeah. that's like a bit broader perhaps mm. but. yeah but Ooh. same with Alex with that stage dressing I mean how many yeah. boxes have we got in a spray on the side but the energy and the effort like it does look like we've just thrown some shit on stage but to achieve that look <laughs> yeah. was I'm, hours it was so much work I'm really gutted about that because now we've got to think you know, I think that's the first time we've ever dressed a set like that. Now I'm thinking, I'm gonna do something every bloody year now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we gotta do. Set standards. Yeah. From an attendee's point of view, it's a huge credit to you guys that we've had such uh, a normal DJ yeah, circumstances. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I was expecting, I arrived expecting a hell of a lot more changes to what we've done in the past than has actually happened. And that reflects brilliantly on you guys that it's just been what we've all come to know and love down the last few years. I mean, this is my fourth one, and I know there are people in this room who've been to a hell of a lot more than me. But it is massively appreciated that we've had an event that has just become what what we know and love. One of your biggest challenges, as we all know, is schedule. The schedule just never works. Um, <laughs> there, there are certain elements that you can't control, well, and, yeah. and most of them are... Danny, don't Well, to paraphrase the famous general, no plan of attack survives first contact with the enemy. No plan for dimensions on schedule will survive first contact with Danny John. <laughs> that's, that's why we try and keep the schedule, not vague, it's always the word vague, but that's why we try and keep the schedule as loose as possible. Yeah. It's like, you know, we try not to give specific times where possible we, we yeah. don't publish before the event the exact schedule of event because yeah. we just know because that, people because you know. people I know people get frustrated people used to do it when, when I was um, as well and people would get frustrated that you wouldn't tell them the exact times of things but if you tell them the times of things and then it changes they'll be frustrated, yeah. be frustrated. Yeah. so it's like well if you just wait and then we can yeah. give you more information <laughs> But I found I found this year as well, like, out, like when we were doing the autographs yesterday on Saturday, you know, people were like, oh, I'm, I'm passing number 249. Where are you up to on the autographs? I'm like, up to 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and they're like, yeah. so, so um, you know, how long do you expect me to wait? I'm like, oh, I'm not going to lie, you know, you, you've got a bit of a wait, like, you know, you know, about an hour and a half, two hours maybe. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we're doing what we can. 
But you know, everyone I spoke to, like, don't worry, you know, you know, it's fine, it's fine, I just want to get food. Yeah. It's fine, yeah. 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 it's fine, no way, it's And everyone, no, no, never had to deal with a single person who, you know, had a complaint to her. Yeah, so many time. people came up and opened with, I'm not complaining, I'm just asking. <laughs> 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 I gotta say the flip side of this conversation as former team members who are now attendees. As I said, I wanted to really hate this event. <laughs> Unfortunately, and we all wanted to hate you too. <laughs> uh, from an attendee's point of view, yeah, we only saw the top half of the swamp for sure. Like, oh yeah, no one bats an eyelid when a uh, a photo shoot with Danny Gentles. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely everything else was. It's really other than you know there had to be some knock-on effects of, of the photo shoot overrunning, but yeah. everything else was pretty sweet. Like today, the Sunday was absolutely spot on. Like, I just thought. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of my exact point. Of, like I know from experience that there would have been piles of of shit that went into there. Like so many people flapping about behind the scenes, so many small dramas that could turn into big crises. Um, but even knowing that that is probably taking place, I don't know yeah, if it did. I don't know what they were. From our point of view, we just sat around and entertainment happened in front of I us. Mean, yeah. You say sat around. Oh, no, we actually <laughs> didn't sit at all. This is the longest we've sat in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting and recommended uh, bringing a 16 month old to um, a mention job is an interesting one but so yeah we brought our daughter with us uh, well obviously for the first time she wasn't born at the last one <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's been a long few years a lot of time in the last few years I don't know Bit of a personal question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'd have had time to conceive that dimension? <laughs> <laughs> Not with that attitude. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah, we bought our toddler and there's been like in addition to Ray Fearon's ten week old, which takes the prize for youngest yeah, uh, yeah. child DJ, there was another toddler running around. Uh, who our daughter befriended uh, instantly and they were like chasing each other around and being firm buddies all weekend and today we found out that not only you know they're of a similar age they are of the exact same age they were both born on the same day like three hours apart <laughs> it's amazing it's the new it's the new disco 2000 <laughs> and yeah hopefully we uh, entertained a few people with Costume choices for our little one. Definitely, yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Red Kingdom dress yeah. and that penguin themed backpack. The, the penguin backpack was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, in conclusion, uh, thank you <laughs> to the fan club team, uh, those of you here and not here uh, who hopefully are listening at home. Hi, how are you? Did yeah, you uh, get home all right? Give <laughs> <laughs> us three rings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been just the tonic, and I think it's just what we all needed after <laughs> after everything. an event, an eventful everything of yeah. the last uh, couple of years. Uh, it's been a really lovely weekend. It was never going to be at the same scale as the last weekend, as as the last convention, even before COVID <laughs> threw a thousand spanners in the works. But that's not the point. Um, as DJs go, it it was just a fantastic DJ. And like the standard 
of of DJ is like it has never dipped, and there's been no change in the quality of the event. Uh, I'm rambling a bit, but what I'm saying is, uh, you did good, and I'm annoyed that I can't slug you off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Can I go for a pint now? <laughs> we will return. Our next dwarf cast will be the penultimate instalment of the Red Dwarf Book Club, um, which will be coming out in the next couple of weeks because we've already recorded it. Uh, and then there'll be another one that we've already recorded, uh, but we're not telling you what that is yet. Um, and then the next DJ dwarf cast will be in uh, exactly when, uh, Franklin? Oh. million years? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all the people in the room who have uh, stayed up late on their Sunday nights when you all want to be asleep. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Uh, and as always, Ed bye, everybody. Ed bye. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye. We will return. Uh, our next podcast will be a Red Dwarf book club, the final book club, in fact, uh, covering the end of. Uh, no shit, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> that famous Red Dwarf. Red Dwarf <laughs> no shit, hang on. That's a bit of a shit title. <laughs> 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 working on that. <laughs> exclusive. No shit, hang on. Red Dwarf exclusive. <laughs> That it really is a sequel to Backwards. No? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got our outtakes right. <laughs>